Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine, because we are starting. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited and just so thankful in advance for you being willing to come on and share your story and what freelancing has looked like for you with with everyone out there who's kind of in that stage of deciding, is this what I want to do? Or you know, in that stage of, okay, I'm doing this. What can I learn from someone who's successful and, and been there and done this? So thank you so much in advance. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Like I said, definitely has been on my list of like things I, I feel like if I will be successful in my book, it would be to be one of them is to be on your podcast. So I'm pretty pumped that it actually yeah. is happening. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, before we dive in, would you mind just taking a quick minute or two to kind of introduce who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Amy Powell and I live in Washington state and I am a virtual executive assistant and digital business manager. I started out as a virtual assistant and then kind of quickly realized just based on my work experience that I really was kind of doing a lot more strategic things with clients and and planning and not so much just, you know, here's your list of tasks and do it. So kind of realized I needed to up level a bit and, you know, went for the executive assistant and then also digital business manager, which I'm working on my certification for. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So what did you do kind of prior to freelancing and what brought you looking to get started? So prior to freelancing, I spent about 16 years in local government, Uh working with elected officials and department directors and upper management. And it was definitely not something I sought out to do to, you know, work at that high performing level. But my my work performance just kind of naturally promoted me. So I did that for a number of years. So I was always doing a lot of things like dealing with the media, coordinating events, dealing with difficult situations, um, <laughs> doing things like employee investigations, handling grievances, just things that you know you don't get to do every day. And so that's just kind of what I did. And then, of course, when you have kids, things often change. And your, you know, viewpoints of things become kind of different. So, and I just absolutely hated leaving my son when he was first born. It was so hard. My other challenge was, is I was the breadwinner and the insurance carrier. So that was, that was really difficult. And then I also suffered from postpartum mood disorders. They were worse with my first child versus my second. I even had a little bit of postpartum psychosis, which is super scary, but so that made leaving him extra hard and add that up to a work environment that 
wasn't necessarily super family friendly. And I had my whole pregnancy and like after I had people say things like commenting about the size of my belly and like, are you sure there's not two in there? And wow, my daughter's got twins and she's not that big. And I had high risk pregnancy. So I was gone a lot for appointments. And when I came back from maternity leave, I went to counseling for after my first one. And then my supervisor at the time said, now, listen, we dealt with you being gone a lot when you were pregnant. And now this is just, you're gone a lot again. And like, I was just terrified. Like, and then I got told like my third day back, you know, people are watching how long you're gone pumping. And I just, I came unhinged and I actually said to him, I said, well, did you tell them to mind their own business? And I don't time how long they go take a poop for. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was just, Ugh. so it just, so I had, I had been following you on social media because I think it, you know, kind of like all moms, you Google and then you're like, oh, look at all these things. And so, and I actually found you initially from when you were on Kendra Hennessy's podcast. Yeah. A long, long time ago. I think that it was actually, was. yeah. That was the initial time. And I was just like, oh, this is what I should try and do. Yeah. So that's when I, I found you and I bought the course. I had to go look it up because it was so long ago in April of, no, July of 2018. And I started and then I had to stop because it was just too much full time with my postpartum mood disorders and being a first time mom and all that. So I just had to stop for a while. But then when you started your podcast, I, religiously listened to it and was like, no, you need to keep doing this. And so when the time was right, I was pregnant again with my second and again, another high-risk pregnancy. But unfortunately, this time it was as soon as I was confirmed there, I got referred. And so I had all these extra appointments and that was in January of 2020. But I was like, I'm going to you know, start again, keep trying to go. And I also got a new supervisor at that time. And then when I announced my pregnancy that time in January of 2020 to people, I remember her not being, I mean, she was brand new. She almost seemed annoyed and like not truly happy. So that was kind of, you know, I was like, oh, and then it just, it wasn't, I could tell it wasn't going to be a good partnership. I was, you know, a very well-respected administrative assistant in the department and as well as in our entire organization. And it was you know, a high level position. I was in a leadership role where I like trained and mentored like other people and was involved in creating processes and procedures and auditing things. And it just, I didn't feel that she had any of that respect for me. And so, and then I think I even lost some respect somehow in her book when I was like, oh, and I'm pregnant. So I picked your, the course back up again. And then with, and then pandemic. Yeah. So we all got, I got sent home by my OB and that, was an annoyance, I'm sure. That's how it was received anyway by my supervisor. And yeah, it was just a really interesting experience. And it just got to be a little too stressful again. So I paused on the course again. Uh And then I had my son in July and I was just out on maternity leave and enjoying my time dreading going back to work. And when, when was maternity leave? Like when did you kind of dive back in? And the second time I dove back in, let's see. Maternity leave was July of 2020. Uh And then I didn't, after I went back to work again, I kind of, which was at the end of 2020, Uh I, I picked the course back up again then and just kind of started, you know, doing things. And then in January 
I filed for my LLC, my business license and all of that with the state. And I was like, okay, that's it. Because I came back to work and it was horrible. And we were still all remote at that point. Like the impact that I was having from this woman, it was just, my husband and I shared an office for 40 plus hours a week. And he could tell when I I got like an email or I had a call with her because I would just shut down. Yeah. And he's like, what did she say to you? And I'm like, so. And so then that was like July or January, 2021, when you filed for your LLC and we're like, okay, this, this is the time. Like I'm I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. Mm -hmm. So what was your timeline like from when you kind of filed for the LLC and came back now? This is like the third time, third time's a charm. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Third time's a charm and it's permanent. I'm not, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. I'm no no longer employed with that agency. So thank God. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nightmare. Yeah. But I, you know, I was micromanaged a lot and like, it was just, it became, it was very toxic situation. And it greatly impacted my mental health and just Uh my my health overall. I actually had to seek counseling again, but it was specifically related to, you know, how I was being treated by her. And I even went to my primary care doctor who was like, you know, this isn't right. You know, are you going to, you need to have some kind of mediation. And I talked to an HR professional outside of my organization and they're like, you should really talk to an attorney because this isn't, none of this is okay. So it. It was a very challenging situation for me. And I ended up actually having to go out on leave because of it. And so I went out on leave in September of 2021 because I I was literally on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And I made an appointment with my primary care. And she was like, No, you need to take a step back because this isn't this isn't healthy for you. Yeah. So I went out and then I never went back. And I, I ended up did consulting with an attorney and we parted ways and I did receive this, you know, a settlement because of it, because it just, I reported her behavior numerous times and didn't get the support that I needed. And I mean, one of the more cringy things is I was forced to pump on a zoom call where I had to run all of the tech, all the breakout rooms and all of the things because she told me 10 minutes before and I needed to pump. I mean, you know. When you need to pump, you need to yeah. pump. <laughs> yeah. So I just had to mute myself and turn off my camera and I had to sit there at my desk. Granted, I was in my home, but my husband's sitting there. I mean, I don't care about him seeing me, but it's like the whole experience was so yeah. humiliating. And my favorite part is the the thing I was coordinating was a, a diversity, equity, and inclusion mandatory manager training. And here I am having to pump because my boss just can't. She can't handle having someone, I think, that was doing what I'm doing. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened. It sounds like you you saw it, you were able to seek counsel and there was some closure there. And I, I know yeah. probably can't talk about all those details, but hey there, real quick interruption from me, Michaela Quinn. Anyways, I wanted to make sure that you knew that we just added a 12-month payment plan to our program, the Live Free Academy. You can enroll and get started today for just $147. If you go to go.michaelaquinn.com or just head to the show notes on this episode, we've got it linked there as well. You can read all the details and click one of the buttons to go enroll. 
And on there, you'll see the 12 month payment plan option. When you choose the 12 month payment plan option, you get the entire course the second you enroll. We don't hold anything back because you're on a payment plan. You'll get access to the how to build your business from start to finish course, skills training, the job leads board, the coaching calls, the student community Facebook group, and everything else that is a part of the Live Free Academy program so that you can get started freelancing and land your first client in 30 days, 60 days, however long it takes you to go through the course and then start implementing. Again, you can see all the details at go.michaelaquinn.com forward slash academy or head to the show notes and click the link there. All right, back to the show. Yeah, not a ton, but I it was interesting because the local paper picked it up, mm. which I was like, oh, but I, from doing the work that I did before, it wasn't uncommon. They do public records requests for any like settlement claims or claims for damages. And then they kind of go down the rabbit hole and see what other information they can get. And, you know, it's a natural kind of like what, you know, you do in the freelance space when you're interested in a potential client, you go down the rabbit hole and learn more about them. And so I, I was contacted and I just let him know that, you know, I didn't really want to comment and I'm just working on healing and moving on. But I, I was surprised. And then I got all these random messages from people that I hadn't talked to in years, a stranger reached out to me and they all, they were like, good for you. I'm, you know, that you're so brave. And I just, I never thought of it like that. So yeah. What is it like? I mean, if someone's kind of listening this to this and they're like, I've experienced similar things, what does someone do as far as like taking legal action? Well, the biggest thing is you need to keep keep a record, keep track yeah. of things. And it's not like I sat there and every day was like, okay, this is what happened. Just when it started to get really bad, I just started kind of journaling, basically, like how you would journal about your day. But I was journaling like what happened, because in a way it kind of made me feel, uh, I don't know, validated in my own head, yeah. like that this really happened. And then also at the same time, I was every time I had especially a really rough day, I would really like, I'm like, okay, as soon as I get my older son to bed, I was downstairs hopping on my laptop, like doing stuff for my business and like re going <laughs> through parts of the course. And that's one of the things that like I love about LFA, which uh-huh. was something totally different when I bought it. Okay. <laughs> it was even before that. It was still, oh, it, start. it was no, because you were still live free mama back then. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah. So, and it was, the course was a fraction of what it is now. Yeah. So, yeah. but it is well, anyone listening, it is well worth every penny what it costs. And especially like the Facebook group is, I'm still in there all the time. I still get on the calls occasionally and because it's nice to have that sounding board. And I, you know, I also like to, you know, help or kind of mentor, I guess, a little bit when I can, if it's something that I truly know that the answer to or have value to add, I totally am like, oh, you should look at doing it like this or whatever. I I love helping people. And that's one of my favorite things about doing what I do. But as opposed as far as like what someone should do for if they're in the situation, if you have an HR at your company, go there unless the problem is within your HR, because that also happens. A lot of times when I reported the behavior, people were completely shocked. It's like, she's not like that. I'm like, to you. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, almost like people didn't believe me. And it was just, 
yeah. Anyway, you know, just keep keep a record of things if you want to. Some attorneys will do like free consultations. But yeah, and after talking to a couple HR professionals that were outside of where I worked, they're like, you really need to talk to an attorney because this mm-hmm. is this is so wrong. So I guess just you can choose to ignore it, which is what I did the first time after my first baby. With a different boss, right? Different boss. God. Yeah, different boss. And it was really hard for me because he was somebody that I kind of looked at like a father figure. I had worked with him pretty much my entire career, even in a previous department when we were both, well, I was working for an elected official, but he was in a different department, but he, his office space was up where I was mm-hmm. because of what he did. And then he became my supervisor years later when I transferred to a different department. And so that was extra hard for me because I just didn't feel like he, like I was a nuisance to him. Like I was Mm. crying at my desk and, you know, like first time mom. And I literally, I would sob as soon as I would drop my little boy off. I would sob. I'd call my mom in hysterics. Like I have to figure out something else to do. This isn't going to work. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only person that feels like that. That's, I felt that way, exactly that way. Horrible all day long. I would cry when I was pumping. I, oh, I, mean, I don't want to cry, but like I would bring one of his like like his jammies or whatever that mm-hmm. I took off of him that night. I would bring that with me to Aww. work, keep it in my like pump bag, and I would like get it out and like <laughs> smell it, huff, smell it, huff it, like <laughs> like do some baby huffing and yeah. look at pictures of him and. I just, I hated it. And everyone's like, oh, you'll, you'll get over it. You'll get over it. It starts to hurt less, but yeah. you don't get over it. I'm numb to it, kind of. Yeah. Your heart wants what your heart wants. Yeah. And you don't, a lot of times, know it until you're like, oh, wait, you're backed yeah. up against a wall and you're like, I can't. So, yeah. so can you walk us through the timeline of like what it looked like from when you dove back into the course in January 2021? what it looked like as far as how long it took you to start landing clients and kind of what that trajectory looked like? So it took, I got my first client off the job board, the Uh OTO job board in June of 2021. And I worked with her for several months. But before that, I, you know, posted on my personal social media, which was a big deal for me because I wasn't much of a social media person. Uh And then I was more of like a social media lurker. <laughs> I was just looking at other people's stuff. And so I reached out to some people in my personal network uh-huh. for some testimonial work. I did some testimonial work from from within OTO or LFA. Uh-huh. And one of the people that I worked with outside of everything, but it was actually someone I knew professionally from where I was working. And she was a contractor in that we worked with on something. And I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. Do you have anything that I could do for you? Here's some ideas. And she was like, Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. I would, you know, I would love to. And so I did a, you know, a free testimonial project for her. And then, and then she said, and then I also have another project I would like you to do for me if you're open to it. And so I was like, and she said, I'll pay you. Well, you know, what is your rate? And I'm like, okay. Someone wants to give me money that's not my parents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And my dad's like, well, if you want to, I'll pay you like, you know, some absurd amount of money that is way more than what I'll pay you $500 to do that. And I'm like, 
That's like a hundred dollar thing, Dad. No. <laughs> so it felt really good. And that was probably, I'd have to look, but I think it was probably around like March of 2021. Uh-huh. And then I just kind of kept working on like refining things and just like a lot of other people in the course, I, I struggled with like settling on colors. Like I struggled with making decisions on little things like that. Mm-hmm. Because I think really what it is, is imposter syndrome. And it's like fear of success and also fear mm-hmm. of failure. It's uh-huh. all of the things just like you talk about uh-huh. and scared to put myself out there. But then once I landed that first client off of the board, I was like, it was my first discovery call. First, wow. like, you know, true pitch email. Oh, and then my next client actually came to me from my my personal network. She reached uh-huh. out to me. She's a criminal defense attorney who has her own firm. And it was super fun to work with her. Uh-huh. And I learned a ton. And then after that, it was like I got a couple more discovery calls. And then like consecutively, it's like I would send a pitch, get a discovery call, book the client. Uh-huh. Like I wasn't getting a lot of the failure right up front. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, waiting for the ball to drop, the shoe to drop. And then stuff started, you know, going south. And that it happens. Yeah. But one of the things that I love about doing this is you constantly have the opportunity to advance your skills, uh-huh. look at reevaluate your processes. And like it's a never ending, like learning and growing opportunity. So if that's something that resonates with you, you can totally be successful doing this. Yeah. So yeah. So I've had I made some investments in my my business, particularly related to contracts. Uh-huh. I bought a pretty beefy contract from Lane Lyons, who uh-huh. was on the podcast and also a, a guest speaker. And I I feel super secure now <laughs> some of the the negatives that happened with a couple of previous clients will not be happening again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you went on leave from your job in September of 2021. Where was your business at kind of at that time? So at that point I had, we were working from home still in my day job. Uh So like on my pump breaks on lunch. And then of course at night I was like doing client work, like from Uh my phone or like if it was something I could do, like writing, I was doing that. At that point I had two clients, three clients. Oh, and then I found another one through networking from in a totally different group. Yeah. She's a, a CPA and had a, has a CPA, like a boutique firm. And Uh I was her first hire. And so I worked with everybody for almost a year from that Uh first, like initial round. And they were some larger retainer clients, two Uh of them in particular. So then parted ways with her. And then I signed another client and then someone who I did not get hired by, but I pitched and I didn't even get a discovery call because they had already hired someone. That's another thing. If you see an opportunity, don't wait. Go for it as soon as you can. I think we had a bunch of sickness in the house or something. So I couldn't, I didn't apply as quickly as I would have liked, still by the deadline, but they had already made a decision like the day before. Yeah. So she's like, I wish you would have emailed two days ago. And I'm like, I do too, but I couldn't. But she kept my information and referred me to somebody. And I'm still working with that person. Wow. And I'm getting to do some pretty cool stuff. Like, um, deal with their Shopify and their social media and their newsletter, which is in constant contact. And they use a lot of the AI that constant contact uh-huh. offers. So, and I'm loving that. And the right clients will find you and you uh-huh. will find them. 
and the the relationship with them is is harmonious when when it's the right match. Yeah. So and then I had another client that was just a couple of months. And then it's just kind of been a little bit of a lull the last couple of months, which hasn't been like the worst thing. I've been up leveling my skills some uh-huh. and I just sent off a pretty big proposal last night to a big client off of actually the job board. Uh-huh. So we will see about that Fingers one. But I'm super ex- yeah, I'm super excited about it. So we'll see what happens. But if it doesn't, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. When you went on leave and decided like not to go back when you went on kind of leave in in September, when you decided not to go back, were you able to make that decision because your business was at a place where it could sustain you or was it how like was, did your business kind of help support that? It did. My business did help support it and it, it took me a long time to get to the decision, but Uh it was also partially we had some financial stuff change in our our household so it made it more within reach mm-hmm. and so that and i had some pretty solid clients yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah and then we took my younger son out of daycare and actually his daycare shut down because of covid and that was in 2021 she shut everything down and they actually moved out of state so I had, you know, no childcare for my younger one. My older one is in preschool. So that was a big cost savings for us. So there yeah. was just kind of like some things that just aligned. And I still kind of was on the fence. Like, am I going to go back to my job or not? I'm like, gosh, I really, I love like the first time I went, I mean, I was out on, on medical leave, but I, the first time I went to like Costco in the middle of the day, I thought I was like doing something wrong. Like I was going to pick up a prescription and like before, if I had to do that during my regular, I'd like have to like book it on my lunch to drive there and get back. And it was like, I, oh, I don't. You can walk the aisles slowly. Yeah. Like it was just, even still, sometimes I like pinch myself when I get to go do something like during the day or like I have a very old dog. She Mm -hmm. is 13. She's going to be 14 this fall. And she's had some medical issues lately and she's my first baby (laughs) and I've had to take her to the vet a bunch. And like we were doing some palliative care for a little while and it looks like she's going to be okay for a little while longer. We're definitely on borrowed time, but that would have been so inconvenient Mm -hmm. to any employer really. I mean, they're going to be like your dog. Yeah, actually my dog's having seizures on the floor and I have to help her. Like I have, like I can't help you right now. I need to take her to the emergency vet, you know, so just like being able to do those things and not worry, it's just pretty, it's amazing. Yeah. How did you tackle the, I know you said like you being the breadwinner and like carrying insurance, how were you able to kind of tackle those in making the switch? Because I know that's, I hear that from a lot of people, like I'm the breadwinner and yeah. I'm the insurance carrier. Like it just doesn't seem in reach for me to start and then be able to leave because of those two facts. Yes. So that was a big, big issue for us. So while I was still employed, even though I was on leave, I had health insurance because I wasn't, I was like, I don't know if I'm going back. I haven't figured this out. So we had insurance that way, but now we will be getting insurance or we have insurance through my husband's employer. It's significantly more money. 
I was very, because I was in government, so my health insurance was very good. I joke that it's like the Cadillac health insurance yeah, and ridiculously affordable. And so my husband's health insurance is not bad. It's just a lot more money. It's not quite as good. Our sucks. My husband's like, it's just, oh, we pay so, like we pay so much for insurance and then we still had to pay so much for each baby's birth. I'm like, this is, this is dumb. Health insurance is insane. I had, like I said, two high risk pregnancies. So I was in the doctor's office constantly. I had to get a ton of medications, tons of imaging. I had two normal births and I paid, I only had to pay my co-pays for my prescriptions, which were like $30. I was on insulin and metformin. So I had to pay for those and my test strips. And I, I think I paid $30 for the first copay to confirm the pregnancies at eight weeks. And then I didn't pay anything. Mm, that's amazing. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we probably paid eight to 10,000 per kid, out of pocket, if not more. Like it's crazy. And I know that I was very fortunate. And that was also part of it. I was like, I know we want to try and have another baby. And so I kind of, it was, it was meant to be that I started and stopped my journey more than once because I don't know how we would have afforded it if we did it another way. So things are going to change again. My older son's going to go to kindergarten in the fall, which I am excited about and terrified for all at the same time for so many reasons. And so, you know, well, that cost will go down, but then my younger one is supposed to start preschool in the fall. So I'm also going to have a little bit more time. Time, yes. And so I'm like, oh, so it, it's really, it's hard when you see other people and you try, you get in that comparison game because mm-hmm. it's a real thing. You're like, oh, like, for example, Julie Calco, yeah. super successful. We both found you around the same time from Kendra Hennessy's Mother Like yeah. Us podcast. And, and I have to remind myself, yeah, her kids are older. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you only had one when you found Michaela, like, yeah. so it's just, and he was an infant. So yeah, it's, but it's not, it's, it's, it's easy to get in that and then like get down on yourself, but you have to remember everybody's at a different stage of the uh-huh. journey. Yeah. And you don't know what they have been through to get there. Uh-huh. It's very much, you know, like what people put up on social media versus, uh-huh. you know, the reality. And I'm like, okay, I'm exactly where I should be. Yeah. For where I'm at in my life. And I am excited for the fall when I have a little more time during the day and the potential for my business, but I'm not rushing it because I am enjoying every, you know, every diaper change, every money I want to snack, you know, every sick day where I don't have to answer to anyone. Yeah. What is your day to day kind of running your business? What does it look like? in your schedule now with, I mean, your son at home, your husband works from home. How do you kind of organize? What's your like day to day? So every day, it's a little difficult to do stuff in the morning before we get my older son off to pre-K. So typically I will start, I mean, I'll look at my phone to see if I have any like emergency alerts from anybody, which is very rare. I have pretty chill clients now. That wasn't the case previously. And also that's the beauty of this. If you sign on with a client and you realize like, yeah, this isn't what I thought, you don't have to work with them. Yeah. You can end the relationship and find somebody that suits you better and they can find somebody that suits them better. Yeah. 
So I typically start like around 930 and I do Mm -hmm. just like minimal tasks around then. My younger son is in a phase right now where he gets like super angry if he sees the laptop come out. So, (laughs) and we joke that he's danger baby and he starts like climbing on everything. And like, so I try and really focus with him. So we Uh do different things during that time. And then when he goes down for a nap, that fun morning time, like that's, yeah. Yeah, like just go Precious. do something together. And uh-huh. and when he goes to preschool, I'm not going to, I mean, granted, I I can take him out of preschool, but yeah. you know, like it's the next phase and so our next season. And so, you know, once he gets to goes down for a nap, then I try and get some work done until about like, he usually goes down around 12, 1230. And then 2.30 is when I stop working because uh-huh. I need to switch gears and go pick up my older son from pre-K. Uh-huh. So I can get a good chunk of work done in that time. And usually that is what I do. Sometimes I'll do stuff around the house, but usually yeah. not because I would rather work. Than yeah, been clean. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then sometimes I'll work for a little bit after my husband gets off work, work at four, mm-hmm. but not always. And then typically my best time to work is after the boys are in bed at yeah. night. It's like the house is quiet. My mind is clear. Like I don't have to think mm-hmm. about, I know where they are. <laughs> yeah. They're safe <laughs> so, in bed. They're safe in bed. And then I do work a little bit like on the weekends, depending on what we're doing, but not always. Yeah. So. So do your clients care that you do your work at night and you're not necessarily available and on during typical business hours? Generally, no. No. And anyone that has been, they're not the right client for me. And so you guys have ways. Yeah. And I, I'm very clear with them, you know, like my son's home. And I, when I give them, like we have our onboarding call and I have my welcome packet that I give Uh them. And I talk about that in there. Like when my, you know, here's my hours of operation. And I just say that my, my hours vary daily. And I typically do most of my work in the evenings, Uh but I am, you know, I'm always available, you know, through Voxer typically is what it is. And you know, I'm checking my messages throughout the day. So I definitely see if there's something that they need done or whatever. I don't have a problem just messaging them back while I'm building blocks or whatever with my son. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. I can do that. I'll get back to you after I get him down for a nap in a little while. And everyone's super cool about it. One of my clients loves it when I send him boxer messages and he can hear like, cause he does, they don't have kids. And he loves it when he can hear the kid chaos in the yeah. background. He's like, I love it. I love it. Always. Yeah. No, he's like, he just thinks it's great. And he loves to hear he's an artist. And my older mm-hmm. son is really into art. Mm-hmm. So he actually sent him one of his books. And mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And just such probably a 360 difference and just huge relief to have mm-hmm. clients that not just tolerate but like care care about your family and you and all mm-hmm. that it's yeah you know the, i'm sure that there are some roles where it's not appropriate to have kids in the background and yeah. all that and that's fine and they may be those kinds of roles may be for me but you know it's not in this season of mm-hmm. my life yeah and that's okay but I can also like, like right now, I, I was able to get away for a few minutes. And so get a few, if I need to have, you know, an interrupted time, I can get that. My husband and I work it out. Yeah. 
or my mom. She's retired. She retired last year. And so grandma's always ready. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> love that. Well, how did you learn how to come in and do all these different things for your clients? So some of it, like, just like other people, they they say that, well, I don't know how to use Trello or I don't know how to use ClickUp. I didn't either. There's the good old YouTube university where you just, you know, watch YouTube videos, Google it. All of these companies put out training because they want you to use their products, even if their products are free. You know, if yeah. you're just using their free version. Canva. Yeah, Canva. All, and it's just like, I'm a big hands-on learner. So that's how I've learned a lot of it. I have bought a few like mini courses here and there for different things. If I wanted to really like learn more, like for example, Casey Ackerman mm, with, yeah. with her yeah. yep, confidence in ClickUp. I bought it during her beta round and you know, that's been super helpful for me. Mm-hmm. So it's, and a lot of the clients, they'll tell you, I have that in my, you know, my discovery call questionnaire, like, Hey, what do you, what tools do you use? Mm-hmm. So they'll give me their tech stack and then I'll go do research if it's like, I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. So then I just Google it and kind of figure it out. And yeah. like, once you kind of learn like one project management tool, they all kind of function the same. They just look a little different and somehow like yeah. fancier features than others. And so, and you just learn as you go. And some clients I've had even make like Loom videos for me. Uh-huh. I'm like, can you show me exactly what your process is? So I know what you're doing. And also that helps me when I make SOPs for clients too, uh-huh. because I see how they're doing it. And then I learn how to do it. And sometimes I see that there's a better, not better way, but a more efficient way uh-huh. to do it. And they're like, oh, that's so awesome. I didn't know if you clicked on that, that happened. And I'm like, yeah. So you're teaching them now. Yeah. Kind of learn as you go and, and, you know, open communication with your clients. If you're like, you know, I've not, I've not used that tool before. I'm familiar with it. I understand what it does, but I'm totally up for the challenge of figuring it out. And mm. nine times out of 10, that's a good enough answer. Mm-hmm. Cause for me, it's not always about the person that knows the skill set. It's that do they click with your personality? Like, do you know, are they going to, you know, help you succeed in your business? So it's just kind of. It's just a part of finding the right clients too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Amy, what's next for you? I know you're kind of in the process of pivoting into digital business manager, getting that certification. It's about to be summer season. So kind of just enjoying, enjoying summer, enjoying time with your kids. But what, what else is on the kind of horizon for you and your business? Well, I need to get some branding photos done so that I can have you know, a more professional online presence, which is something I've dreaded forever, but that's just my own hang up. And so I'm excited for that. And then kind of transitioning more away from just straight executive assistant work and just looking for roles that are more like DBM, OBM type roles. Which is, can you, for maybe people who are like, I don't all these, what the heck does that stand for? So DBM, Digital Business Manager, and OBM, or Online Business Manager, they're basically like the same thing. It's just a different title, different certification, different programs. But they, yeah, once I realized, like, and I kind of started learning about them, I'm like, this is what I'm actually doing for people. I'm not doing yeah. the- <laughs> So what is like the difference from the executive assistant, virtual assistant to digital business manager, online business manager? So you're going to kind of, when you're like a virtual assistant and executive assistant, you're really more of like a task doer. You kind of have like a laundry list and you're actually like 
doing like data entry or, you know, you're, you're doing, you're more of a, like a doer versus having kind of more strategic, higher level. You're still going to be a doer of certain Uh things. And I don't know that I'm ever going, well, not ever right now. I don't know that I'm going to totally step away from doing like the day-to-day tasks, Uh but I, because I really like doing it. So I kind of want to offer like a unique blend of the higher level, like strategy and figuring it out. But then I also want to implement and do the actual, some of the actions, but then also work with them to find the team or people to come in and either be on the team permanently or do project pieces. Yeah. So it's kind of a, they can be similar. Yeah. Depending on the client and the VA work that you're doing, but yeah, it's more, it's more like strategy and yeah. marketing pieces and yeah. Work. Yeah. Working with a client to come up with a plan. Yeah. So going and executing part of the plan. That's, I think that is a really, a really cool blend. And there's, there's gotta be a huge need for that of people who don't quite need someone to just be leadership. There's a lot of people that need that leadership plus implementation. And mm-hmm. that's a really and cool. But And their budget doesn't, they can't have a, you know, a digital business manager or an OBM and a VA. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of excited about this next, yeah. next path and see next where season. we, yeah. But I, I mean, I just, I love what I'm doing and I've said this numerous times. I get excited when I open my laptop, like it might be 10 o'clock by the time I finally sit down, but sometimes I'm like, you need to go to bed. It's 1 a.m. Like. Oh. You need to go to bed. Yeah. I don't think I've ever felt that about a job. Yeah. Like it's, I have fun doing what I do and I get to do things that I never thought would be like a job and they're a job. That's incredible. And most importantly, it supports the vision you have for your family. And that's, and that's number one. Yeah. It gives you the freedom and the flexibility to show up how you want for them and then also have a career. And it's, Fantastic. It's fantastic. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing, sharing all of this with us, your journey, the ups and the downs. And hopefully this will be an encouragement for those out there. I'm thinking of a few people in, in particular who have started and stopped, mm-hmm. or maybe you, you thought about starting and then talk yourself out. Mm-hmm. You can, you can come back. And pick Absolutely. it back up. My guess for me it was third time's the charm. Third time. But I don't I blame the pandemic for the second stop. That wasn't like this is just too much. But a lot yeah. of things stopped during the pandemic. Everything. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well again, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Now just because the episode is over doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want in. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends. But make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.